you for tuning in to Cornerstone's weekly broadcast of the sermon. We hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after today's encouraging message. Thank you, brother. I, uh, I um, don't like lard. Uh, I don't like buttermilk either. And I don't like plain flour. I don't like buttermilk. I don't like, I don't like uh, lard. And I don't like plain flour. But you know what an amazing thing is? You throw all those three items in a bowl, mix them up, and you get some pretty good biscuits. And I like biscuits, right? So sometimes we might have buttermilk in our life. We might have lard in our life, and we may have a little plain flour. But when God puts that together and stirs it up in your life, it's an amazing thing what God can make. I was having an issue in my life one time years ago, and I was sitting in the bathroom on the floor crying on the phone, talking to a district superintendent, and I was telling him all my woes and problems, and he said to me, he said, it sounds like you got some lemons. He said, my advice to you is make lemonade. So we made some lemonades out of lemons. And you know what? Lemonade's pretty good with some sugar in it. <laughs> Not lemon water. It's got to have some sugar in it. So, you know, if you're, you're running along some problems in life, some things, put a little sugar with it and go on. And God can do great things in the midst of your struggle and trial and what have you. You know... In John 10.10, it says this. It says, and a lot of people know what it says. It says, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. Aren't you glad God can add the sugar to your lemons? Aren't you glad God can help you when you don't have a way to see help? Just recently in my family, I... uh, I've seen God work out a situation that, my goodness, under normal circumstances would have been impossible. Like my son Mark, his job situation, what's happened to him is quite incredible. And, and it was all lemons at one time. You just led the Lord, and now you got sugar in your lemonade. I believe he's got some sweet tea, too. <laughs> but, you know... Just, just in the midst of situations, God can help us all the way through. And, um, and uh, so that this, this, the Lord's been really good. And I'm going to turn on my, I'm going to push the button. There we go. Look out what you say. Look out, watch, watch what you say. You know, I think my wife gets after me more than anybody in the whole world about what I say sometimes. Of course, that's why I married her, to help keep me in line, you know, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's important what we say. And I want to, I want you to look in um, Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said that. God also said in Genesis 1, 6, 9, 11, 14, 20, 26, and 29, he said those words. And God said... Let there be something. And God was, God was in creative in what he said. He was, what he spoke created things. And the Bible says in Proverbs that 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Eat the fruit of death or eat the fruit of life. And I wanted to tell you this, that, that the power of death is doubt in your Christian walk. Doubt. You know, when you plant, um, when you plant some corn in a field, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but there is something you can't do to corn when it's planted in the field. And that is... When it gets up a little bit and it starts, the corn seed starts sprouting the little roots, go out there and dig the dirt away from it. You can't do that. You know why? You kill it. Now, you might be able to do that with some other things, but with corn, you can't do that. You can't scratch the dirt around it. Even if it's up a little bit, you scratch the dirt around it and it'll just swoop over and die. Because that digging up around that little piece of corn is like, is like putting doubt. I don't, I don't think it's growing. Oh, there it is. Oh, now it's dead. So in our, in, our, in our believing God, we need to believe God and not sow it with doubt. We need to sow it with life. And life is found in the word of God. Amen. And we eat, from, we eat from that. We eat from our own very words we speak. In, in a few cases, my wife, she'll speak, she's been speaking life over a particular situation in her life. And I come along and I say, oh, but, I don't know. Are you sure about that? I don't think you're right. Where'd you come up with that idea? How did that happen? And, and, and here we go. Stop talking like that, Grover. Stop talking like that. You know the Lord's in this. You know he's helping us. And so, and so in that process, faith will generate and build. And doubt will tear down and destroy. God never had, when he said in these places, when the Lord said, and God said, he never doubted across the line at all. He knew that when he spoke, that he was going to get results. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about Jesus cursing the fig tree. How many of you know anything about figs? All right. Anybody from California here? All right. How big are the fig trees in California, Jerry? The one you used to, used to climb on it to get the figs. Would you show everybody how big figs are in California? I could have told you that too, because now in North Carolina, the fig bushes get like this. We call them bushes, not trees. And the figs aren't very big. And, and I eat as many as I can. So there's more than one kind of fig tree. But, but Jesus cursed the fig tree. And here's what I want to share with you a little bit. The following day, this was, I think, the day after the Sabbath. But the following day, when they came from Bethlehem, he was hungry. This is speaking of Jesus. And seeing in the distance a fig tree, seeing a fig tree in leaves, he went to see if he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. So it was not the season for figs. Now, 
Has anybody picked any figs off of a fig tree this year yet? You, where'd you get them figs at? Is your figs got fig trees? Uh, I'm going by and looking today. <laughs> figs are one of my favorite fruits. My neighbor's got fig trees, and he told me last year. He, can, he said, you can go get all the figs you want off my fig trees. So I stopped in this year before any figs were on fig trees. I said, is that offer so good this year? He said, oh, yes. You can get all the figs you want. And he said, pick as many as you want. Get your wife to fix you some jam, big jam. And so... I go by and I get out of the car in his yard and I run over there and I look, look to see if the figs are getting right. Because they're all just little. I'm stopping by today and I'm getting some figs. If not, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to curse my fig trees, right? <laughs> I'm just going to wait. But Jesus, Jesus, he, he saw this fig tree a long way off and he went to it and it, was, it didn't have any figs on him. And really, with the cursing of the fig tree, I'm going to show you something, or I'm going to try to. It really wasn't having anything to do with, with the tree not actually having any figs. Because it wasn't time for figs, and Jesus knew that. Jesus was making a teaching point. Jesus was using this for a teaching point. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. What was the lesson from the fig tree? Now, I'm going to read to you the next day, or when they went back to the fig tree. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree, that it died, dried up from the roots. Understand, when a tree dies, it dies in a particular way. All trees die unless something unusual happens like strike with lightning or a guy comes along with chainsaw, right? Something like that. Tree always dies from the outside. Its leaves begin to wither on the outside. They fall off the little where the leaves were or the twigs on the tree. They get kind of hard. They break off and it comes on down and it eventually gets to the tree where the tree is dead and died from, it dies all the way down to the roots. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, it died from the roots up. Now, you know how they knew that? Because the whole tree was withered. It wasn't just here, a little, there, a little. And it was overnight, and it was the whole tree, all the leaves on the tree. Have you ever had a Christmas tree and had cut off? You know, they cut a Christmas tree off. You take it in your house, and it sits there a little while. And then when you finally take it outside, when you finally take it outside, they, it, all the needles turn brown at one time. Well, that's the way this fig tree was. They all, all the leaves on the fig tree um, turn brown at the same time. And this is what, and uh, that's how they knew it. And what I want to say is I want to tell you that like Jesus cursed that fig tree, when you come with an issue and problem, if you'll believe the Lord, he'll curse that issue or that problem at the root. At the root. You know, when something, when something dies, like a tree dies of a normal process, lots of times it'll get sprouts. Anybody know what a sprout is? It'll get, 
it'll get little sprouts. When I worked for the Forest Service, and we would go in and do, do um, we would do forestry cultural practices, and we'd go in, and we'd be out in the woods, and, and they'd have logged the woods, and we'd come along with chainsaws and what have you. We'd cut down the last, the last of the little trees and stuff that were scrugged so they could plant trees in, and they would grow up and, and like that. But sometimes we would go, and we would go to every stump. They'd be just cut off a tree, and they'd let it go for a couple. The Forest Service would let it go for a couple of years, and there would be all of these sprouts coming up. And we'd go to the, we'd go to the stump, and we would determine which was the best sprout. And we'd cut all the everything else around. We'd leave the one best sprout, and it would go up and grow a tree. Now, that's because the roots weren't dead. But when Jesus cursed his fig tree, the Bible says they died from the roots up. It, the, the tree died. That, that's the way it died. So it, it would never grow any sprouts. And then Peter remembered and said unto them, Rabbi, we, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed withered away that they I mean, it was just overnight so it, it had no way to have any life going into it so jesus answered and said unto them have faith in god some translates some translations say have the faith of god have the faith of god some of them translate that that's where that's faith in god or and faith of god and then he says for assuredly i say unto you Whatsoever, whosoever saith to this mountain, all of us have a mountain of some sort. All of us have a mountain of some sort. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and doubts not. Right there is the secret. There's a, there's a couple secrets to this. One is, when you look at your problem... And you trust God to say to this mountain, say to this mountain, say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and doubt not. In his heart. In his heart. Remember, in your heart. But believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he saith. Say it without doubt or believe it in your heart and it'll be done say it without doubt believe and God will produce what you can't produce I said to the Lord one time I was down in, in um, Gastonia and I was I pastored in the mountains where the inside of the church was about as big as from where those chairs end here, about from here to there. And the foyer, the foyer in the church was about the size of the women's bathroom and the men's bathroom. Wasn't very big. Just came in a little entranceway. And I, I said, Lord, I was down at this church and they had a foyer as big as our building here, big, bigger than this right here. I said, if I had a church that big, I could win the world. I also remember being in the mountains, and I'd go over to Todd, and their offerings were 160 to maybe $250 a week. And I'd, I remember looking at their, their, off, their offering board, and I'd say, Lord, if we just had an offering as big as $160, I could win the whole county. And now I'm in a bigger church. I got bigger offerings, and I'm not 
We haven't won Statesville yet. <laughs> but be careful what you see. You know, you say and you believe for. God can bring those things to pass, and he will. The Lord say, just, just pray, say, believe, receive. Pray, say, believe, receive, right? Ask in prayer and believe. And then it goes on to say, and it says this, and whenever you stand praying, if you have any ought against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. This is something that hinders your prayers is unforgiveness. Now, unforgiveness hinders prayers. Let me tell you, there are some, some people that will never forgive you. Don't worry about them. You exercise forgiveness in your life, and forgiveness allows a place to be open. Forgiveness. Just, just forgiveness. So I want to do something in conclusion um, this morning. I want you to I want you to close your eyes, everybody. And I want you, if there's anybody, I don't want you to stand up here and say nothing. I want you in your heart, in your heart, to forgive. Just say in your heart, I forgive whatever. I forgive. I surrender that to you, Lord, and I forgive because I don't want my prayers to be hindered. I don't want unforgiveness to be the water that goes on my faith. I want the Holy Spirit to water what I say and to bring it to pass in my life. Unforgiveness. Lord, we just pray in the name of Jesus right now. And we thank you that we forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Say that. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Whatever it is, just give it to the Lord. I forgive in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, life begins at the cross.